The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Sacrament of Holy Eucharist There was something familiar about the woman. She sat in a second pew seat directly in front of the pulpit. Her face was tired and very pale. One thing was certain. Her thoughts were not on God. She didn't seem to be even listening. Nor did she receive Holy Communion. I am Father Augustine Conway pastor of St. Michael's. A week or two after I had noticed the woman in church, I saw her again. We have a nice little park adjacent to the church, and I was walking around the edge of the lake. The woman was sitting on a bench, staring at the lake. Olga Tarvushna. That's right. Your name just came back to me. You must have been the only one in this town who'd forgotten it. So, you've come home. Home? Is that what this town is? It's where you were born, baptized and confirmed. And I baptized you. I would say this was home. As much as any other place, I guess. How long have you been away? Oh, a long time, huh, Father? Several years. A great many years. You were a child. I was 16. Now, I'm 36. 20 years. Are you living in the old house? Oh, I couldn't live in that place. Have you seen it? I know. It's quite neglected. Yeah. I have a room on uh, Elm Street. You 
I, uh, I suppose you know about your parents. I've been told. Your father was killed in the war out in the Pacific. Yeah, I know. And, uh, Mama died three years ago. Yep, I've been told all about it. Did you see much of Mama? At least once a week. She always came to confession. Yeah. She thought a lot of the church. Hmm. You, uh, you ran away to get married, didn't you? I was married. I had a baby. And, uh, then my husband left me. Later on, he was drafted, and he was killed in North Africa. Oh. And your child? I haven't seen her for years. For two years. She's my daughter. I guess she ran off, too. Oh, I don't know, Father. I... I don't even know why I'm alive. Well, if you'll excuse me. No, wait. Don't you have time to talk a little? Talking won't change anything. Bye now. Poor, poor woman. I found myself wondering why, in all those 20 years, Olga Tarvushna had never gotten in touch with her parents. Now they were dead, and she would never see them again. Oh, yes, she needed help very badly. I had no intention of putting her out of my mind. But even if I had, I would have been reminded of her the next day. Our local chief of police came to see me. Hello, Father. Oh, Tom, sit down. Oh, thanks. You know, the Tarvushna girl's back. Mm. She's quite a woman now, Tom. Yeah, well, we always think of her as, well, you know. What's your interest in her? Well, she's in the hospital. Oh? She stepped in front of a bus. The driver swerved just in time or she'd have been killed. Stepped in front of a bus? Yeah, maybe an accident, maybe not. Is she badly hurt? Oh, one shoulder, nothing too serious. Do you... Do you want me to see her? Well, when she came to in the hospital, she told the nurse she wanted to die. Yes. I'd like to see her, Tom. If she did step in front of that bus deliberately, she might try it again. Maybe you could uh, straighten her out, huh? I'm glad you're concerned about that, Tom. <laughs> I remember when she was a kid, I I used to like her a lot. <laughs> Wanted to ask her for a date. Before I got around to it, she ran off. Will you see her, Father? I will, my son. I will. Tom Riley had never married. He had become a dedicated policeman in our town. And I was glad he was concerned about Olga Tarvushna. Later in the day, I went to see her in the hospital. Accident? I don't know, Father. Well, it's possible you don't. I've, uh... 
I've been trying to remember. Well, well, perhaps you shouldn't try too hard for now. Oh, I... I was tired of living. But I've never had any idea of doing away with myself. Father, I just don't know. I... I knew the bus was coming, but I, I don't remember deliberately stepping in front of it and... Yet the driver says I did. I don't know. I, I I just don't know. Father, do people do things without knowing what they're doing? I suppose we often do, my child. Newspaper reporter came here, took my picture. He seemed to think I tried to commit suicide. I told him I didn't. I, I don't think I really did, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Well, well, you rest now. I'll come back tomorrow, if I may. Oh, I don't expect any other visitors, Father. I don't have a very good name in this town. Oh, I don't think it's as bad as all that. I'm pretty sure it is. Well... Time will take care of it. I really don't care, anyhow. My child, I wonder if you mean that. Father, I have nothing and no one in this world, not even a daughter. Why should I care what the people in this town think of me? They can't think any less of me than I think of myself, anyway. Doctor? Yes. Anne? Oh, Tom. I don't think she consciously wanted to kill herself. But a part of her wanted to, huh? How what you mean? Maybe, Tom. I, I just don't know. Trouble is, that other part of her might make her try it again sometime. We've got to prevent that. I, I guess that's your department, Father. I guess it has to be, Tom. She's going to need a lot of strength, a lot of courage... Her life is always oh, very empty and desolate. That's not good for anybody. Nor is it necessary, Tom. I visited the hospital every day for nearly a month. At the end of that time, Olga Tarushna was released and went back to the rooming house. The old house that had belonged to her parents was now hers, and she put it up for sale. On the Sunday following her release from the hospital, she again came to Mass. But again she did not receive Holy Communion, nor did she come to confession the previous day. But she was in church, and I felt she was on the right road. I chose my sermon that Sunday with special care. And if we could look beyond all the miseries of this world and rise above them, and above all the tortures that beset our souls, we would look with sheer joy into the very face of our Lord. 
and all of our agonies would be dissolved. But how can we even begin to achieve this? We are mortal, and we are weak. Alone, we are lost. Our Lord knows this. And nearly 2,000 years ago, he made provision for us. He told us how we could look to him and receive the strength and courage we need to pursue our daily lives and to face our difficulties. He told us how we can dwell in him and in his love and how he is ready to dwell within us. She came to me next day. She must have thought a great deal about what I said in church. And the words of our Lord must have taken root in her. Those things you said in church, Father, I used to believe in all that. Do you disbelieve it now? No, I don't think so. Then you still do believe? I guess when you've got nothing else to cling to, you start clinging to religion. The sad thing is that so many of us wait until we've got nothing else. Father, do you... Do you think he'd help me? Do you think so, my child? I don't know. I think you do know. Yeah, I guess so. Do you remember how it all came about? I used to know. It was nearly 2,000 years ago, remember? He spoke to some people in Capernaum. Do you recall what he said? I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall not hunger. And he that... Believeth in me. Shall never thirst. Yes, I remember. He that eateth of my flesh and drinketh my blood abideth in me and I in him. The effect was almost startling. I watched her, and it was there, revealed in the radiance of her face. She was full of hope again, as she thought of receiving our Lord in Holy Communion. Where there had been dull despair, there was new hope. I knew she was coming back to our Lord, and already his love and compassion were flowing into her soul filling her loneliness and her emptiness. She was in church again the following Sunday. This time, she brought her missal and followed the prayers of the Mass in English as I read them in Latin. Make me always cleave to thy commandments and never suffer me to be separated from thee, who livest and reignest with the same God the Father 
and the Holy Ghost, God, world without end. Amen. Let not the receiving of thy body, O Lord Jesus Christ, which I unworthily presume to take, turn to my judgment and condemnation. But through thy goodness, may it be to me a safeguard and remedy for my soul and body, who with God the Father, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, livest and reignest God forever and ever. Amen. I will take the bread of heaven and call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst enter under my roof. Say but the word, and my soul shall be healed. What shall I render to the Lord for all he hath rendered unto me? I will take this chalice of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Praising will I call upon the Lord and be saved from mine enemies. May the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ Keep my soul unto everlasting. Amen. Grant, O Lord, that what we have taken with our mouth we may receive with a pure mind. May the body, O Lord, which I have received, and thy blood, which I have drunk, cleave to my bowels, and grant that no stain of sin may remain in me, whom thy pure and holy sacraments have refreshed, who liveth and reigneth, world without end. Amen. received Holy Communion every day that ensuing week. On Friday, she came to see me at the rectory. Father, is there something wrong with me? Have, have I grown wicked? You have a reason for asking that? Yes, I have a reason. Father, a small part of me still cares if I saw my daughter again, but, well, most of me, well, Father, it doesn't matter too much any longer, and 
and, and, and yet I love her. Olga, I know it took courage for you to tell me that. But no, child, you're far from wicked. Come, sit down. Let me, let me try to explain something to you. It's this. You have received our divine Lord every day this week. Isn't that right? Yes. And you're conscious of his presence within you. Conscious of your love for him. Conscious of the strength, the courage, the sense of security he gives you. Oh, yes. Yes. And because of all this, Olga, you know now that your love for him transcends all other loves. Yes, we we honor, respect, and love those around us, those who are dear to us. And for them, we may feel an all-consuming passion. Yet, if we love our Lord, love him the way he wants us to, our love for him is even more compelling, even more satisfying, for it leaves little room within us for anything else. I know. But I wanted you to tell me, Father. I, I just wanted to be sure. When all others fail us, desert us, betray us, we are still loved by our Lord. We have need for nothing else. Thank you, Father. You know, I pray for my daughter every day. We'll both pray for her. Oh, thank you, Father. Well, I've, I've got to go now. Mrs. O'Brien, the, the lady next to where I live, uh, she's invited me to dinner. I never thought anything like that would happen to me in this town. I... I didn't think people could be so nice, but everybody I meet... Well, you belong. Yes, I know that now. I have seen the effect of the sacrament take many forms in my time, depending always on the amount of sincerity with which it is received... To receive Holy Communion and to harbor grudges against one's neighbor or to receive it while our thoughts are divided is not to receive the full benefit of the sacrament. We cannot receive all the graces Christ wishes to give us if we have not made room for him in our souls. Olga Tarvushna had made a good confession. She received Holy Communion with love and humility in her heart. And God rewarded her with his love and his peace. And God was preparing another gift for her. One day, I had a visitor. You busy, Father? Never too busy to hear your confession, Tom. <laughs> you worry too much about my soul. Oh, I don't think so. I got a letter this morning from Tucson, Arizona. Oh? Somebody there asking me if by some chance Olga Tarvushna ever came back here or if I could give her any information about Olga. Olga's daughter? Yeah. I thought I'd let you know. I, I have the letter here. I'm taking it to Olga. Don't waste any more time, Tom. Take it to her. Yeah, I will. Come home. Oh, she gives a telephone number. Oh, thank God. Thank God. 
Is your house sold yet? No. Tom, I don't think I'll sell it now. Oh, that's great. I'll have it repaired and 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 painted. I'll make a home. You uh, need anything? I mean... Uh, money? Oh, no. No, I'll manage. I have a little. I'm sure things will be just fine. Look, uh, suppose you call your daughter and then... Well, I thought we might go and have dinner somewhere. Why, Tom, I'd like that very much. Uh, there's something I'd like to talk about. I know, Tom. She had come home, and she had become a daily communicant. And in Christ, she found a new and lasting happiness. That is the way it is with the Blessed Eucharist. For the Eucharist means thanksgiving for our Lord's most precious gift, his love and his wish for us to find our greatest happiness in him. Listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymore for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.